Welcome to Design Your Life, the podcast where we explore the central role design plays in our everyday lives and how, if harnessed correctly, has the power to positively transform the way that we live, design better businesses and sustainable solutions for the planet. We speak to creative entrepreneurs around the world about how they inspire their ideas to life and how they make it all work and the role design plays in their lives. I'm your host, founder of Frost Collective and author of Design Your Life, Vince Frost. Welcome to today's episode of Design Your Life. Today I catch up with one of my best mates and seriously talented artist, Dion Horsmans. Tune in as we chat about how he found his safe space, immersing himself in his art to escape his violent upbringing, his incredibly positive outlook and work ethic, and how kettlebell training with a group of guys has transformed both of our lives. Hey Dion, welcome to Design Your Life. How you doing? Uh, good, thank you, Vince. How are you doing? <laughs> really good. Um, it's so it's so it kind of feels a bit funny, doesn't it? We're we're good mates uh, for about a year and a half now, and it feels funny to be in this kind of slightly more formal environment. Cameras in front of us, microphones in front of us. Arms crossed. Arms crossed. Arms crossed. Slightly apprehensive. Slightly. Um, as I said, I've known you for a year and a half, and. Uh, you kind of like saved my my life in a, in some way. We'll go into that later. Um, but but um, you and I do kettlebells together in Bondi, and you started that a while back, and uh, it really has changed my life. And I thank you for that from the outset. Thank, thank you for that. That's a total pleasure. Thank you. You know, it's uh, you guys have been a massive part of my life. So it's uh, it was it, yeah. I did it. I, it's through necessity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot of people have this similar needs, which is really, really cool. You're a phenomenal artist, based out of Bondi. Um, you're a Bondi icon. Everyone who ever mentioned Dion, they say, oh, yeah, he's a Bondi icon. And I took the piss out of you when I first met you for a while there, calling you the icon. Um, but you are. I mean, just through your, you're I've just been, always been, being there. I've been, in, yeah, I've been in Bondi for a long time. I've got two young daughters. Um, they've grown up there. Yeah, you know, so I, yeah, I would have. You know, I've done a lot of running in the sand. So yeah, over the years. And you love the sun. You love the beach. Love the sun. Love the beach. Love the ocean. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely yeah. part of my life. Which is what that. Which is which was what, what is magical about Bondi when you first came, when I first came there from London, uh, twenty five years ago. I think it was the first time I went there. I was like, oh my god, this is an incredible place. The energy. Yeah, I do, and, I the, and the realness of it too, because it's still yeah. very. All the buildings that. are quite raw. Yeah, I, I've, I've, that, now I see that. But when I first got there, it was a miserable, overcast day, howling on shore. I was like, "What? what what's, what's all the hype what's about? The this, this is shit. You know, this place oh. is shit. Horrible, ugly buildings. Yeah, you know, a road through the middle of it. Parking right on the beach. I was like, I don't get this at all. And then the sun came out, and I was like, Wow! Yeah, on mm. the beach, looking at the bay, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And but you're originally from New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, how did you end up in Bondi? Uh, by plane. <laughs> oh, no, I, Jesus! <laughs> don't, hey, just, just don't take these questions so literally, okay? <laughs> you need to expand but, on but the three eighty. I took the three eighty from the yeah. junction. No, I, um, well, that's I, that then. That's a wrap, guys. That's uh, a wrap. Thank you very podcast. much. Uh, thank you very much. That's all. Thank, thank you. Um, no, it's uh, how did I end up in Bondi? I met a. Um, I'd met some people through default. Really, I'd met a guy called um, Peter Broadman in Bali. And he was in Bondi at the time. And I just I went down there to see him, and then I met another guy. And I met up a whole bunch of different people. It's just kind of um, it 
gravitated towards the ocean or back mm. to the ocean. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're not a surfer, are you? You didn't go there for surfing. No, I didn't go there for the surf. But just tell me a bit about your life growing up between New Zealand and Cook Islands. New Zealand and the Cook Islands. I went out to the Cook Islands when I was four, I think, to a my cousin's funeral. Um, we went out there by boat. It was really strange, actually. I was on, on the boat. You know, Every time we went to the, the mess, the dining room, if you like, there was this big bulkhead in the window that I saw. It was actually the onboard crane. And I always thought that was we were on the dock. We were still at the dock. Oh, my God. Because this crane was always there. I was like, wow, why is it so rocky here? I was like, <sighs> but it's, uh, the, the Cook Islands are amazing. I, you know, I learned how to swim and climb trees and fish and spearfish. And it was great. It was a really, uh, I went out, I was, my uncle and auntie brought me up out there. It was really um, <clears throat> a very special, special time. It was beautiful. And how, how has that influenced you today and, and you know, in your artwork and everything? Uh, the Cook Islands, they're, they're kind, they're, there's a lot of, I mean, for me, it was a really happy place. So, you know, the, the shells and the pandanus and the breadfruit and those repetitions in nature, the patterns in nature, um, they've resonated with me as much as the patterns and the marais in New Zealand which is all diamonds and triangles, red, black, and white, really bold, strong colors. Mm -hmm. The Cook Islands, they also do this thing called quilt. They have these quilts that they're, um, they're really, a really beautiful graphic, colorful um, art, if you like. That, that, that their, their, their art, per se, would be, you know, is, um, is the quilting. It's not really, they don't really have tattoos. They don't really have much else. Ah. You know, they took to Catholicism like ducks to water. Ah. Well, this is your workshop just nearby, Leichhardt, right? Yep, yep. And um, your work is incredibly graphic. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's, where did that come from? Because uh, um, you're very, cons I mean, you, you're prolific. You just keep doing, yeah. making all the time. But it everyone's all, different. It, it all feeds off each other. Um, I suppose the idea, it's more about the, pr the doing of it. The making of it is just a, you know, I... I'm into the process. Mm. I like the making, and I'm kind of constantly thinking. So I constantly wanted to create. And I'm, you know, while I'm making this piece, I'm thinking because making this piece, the actual grind of making this piece is cut steel, weld it, grind it. But my mind is a part of it. I mean, most of it's hyper focused on what I'm doing because otherwise I lose a finger or an eye. Mm. Um, but the other part is, um, what what if? What if I do this? Or how do I do that? How do I twist this, or how do I? What happens if I go over a corner, or, or yeah, yeah? So it's constantly trying to trying to evolve. And it's, it's 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 interesting. We met through. I, I saw on Instagram your your artwork, and because uh, again, you're prolific on that as well. Yeah. And I and I fell in <clears throat> love with one of your smaller pieces, little blue piece uh, and, and orange piece. Um, but it just something about your work. It seems like everybody wants everybody wants one, and and it's very in a way. It's you see in a lot of people's homes and on buildings and commercial uh, buildings and things like that as well. Even the massive one we'll talk about later in Melbourne, which you've done too. But it's it's, it's interesting how you kind of keep reinventing that. Yeah, you know, you haven't just done one. No, you've done probably thousands of them over time. Thousands, yeah. But it's that's um, you know what happens. Like you know, like I said, it's 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 about that the process of creating and I'm constantly wanting to recreate or create more new, evolve, you know, make larger, make smaller, be more dynamic, contain. Um, you know, it's, it's also about being relevant. You know, you kind of, if you're in everyone's home, then 
no one no one else wants the same piece that's on your wall. So they yeah. want something slightly different, or they want a version of what's on your wall. Yeah. And then you've got budget, so that you know, some pieces are budget you know, restricted or public artworks particularly. But there's a there's a palette. You kind of I don't know. I'm interested in how you've narrowed it down to rods, steel, a the, grinder, it's, yeah, it's, a welder. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, I've been doing a bunch of therapy lately, and it's uh, <laughs> good. It's, it's really it's been very it's been very interesting. I, I thought I used to have this this narrative around my work being based on pattern and 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 the designs and the repetition from nature and, and the, mm -hmm. and the uh, uh, you know, traditional island um, ethnographics or primitive art, mm -hmm. um, which it is partially. But then through through doing this, this this therapy that I've been doing, I've worked out that it's actually about as much about containing or creating this kind of safe space that I can I can live in. Yeah, it's you know it's uh and then the the all of them they're very dynamic. They're all moving. There's all you know I'm go go go. Yeah, so it's all. Everything's flying and moving and kind of directional, even though I kind of feel pretty scattered. It's all, yeah, it is all directional. But the other thing is, I I want to be able to flip them and move them. You know, there's not a piece that I put in anyone's home that I haven't said to them, "Call me back. I'll come and move it in six yeah, months yeah, yeah. or a year's time and just move, flip it around." Yeah. So it's constantly moving. It's yeah, but I I just think it's really interesting how you um. I mean, I, I when someone says to me, "Hey, you can just." brief you and say hey i just want you to do whatever you want i find that phenomenally intimidating and, and stressful yeah, that's hard and but and I, I need parameters i need to know you know where it's going to go or who the client is or who the target audience is or what the material colors might be but it's it's really cool how you kind of you've taken those those quite basic elements yeah and diamonds but and you, just, you just yeah you just keep reinventing it yeah uh, and and it seems to be endless that you, what you can do with it and that's really yeah, cool that you've kind is. of narrowed it right down yeah. but it's still broad I think that's really cool, and we met through, um, uh, I said through Instagram, and, and I and I bought one of your uh, smaller sculptures online, and I was like a bit shocked when you called me up and said, "Hey, where do you live? Uh, I'll deliver it today. I'm, I'll, I'll come around now." I'm like, "Oh crikey, <laughs> you were so keen!" And you like put it up in my house, and you said, "Oh, you know, you can put it this way, get that way, this that way, way. Yeah, take very, it off the wall, put it on the yeah, yeah." It was yeah. All, all so flexible, yeah. um, and one thing I and I was like going, "Wow, this guy's cool." Um, and, um, I don't normally say this to guys. I don't say you were like in shorts. It was summertime. And I said, wow, <laughs> what, what do you do? Do you, you must work out. Um, and you said, uh, oh, I do kettlebells. So come down, come down sometime. We do a whole bunch of guys. We do it together. Um, but I remember thinking, shit, I'm never going to go. <laughs> I was like intimidated by the thought of that. It was January. It was like I, I it was gone. hot. Yeah. I went past kind of the New Year's resolution kind of period. You know, yeah. first of January. No more chocolate ice cream. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah, I had yeah. a bit on the weekend. It's Easter. Um, <laughs> but it comes around once a year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's always something. Yeah. Every month is some kind yep. of form of celebration. But that, that, as I said earlier in the very beginning, it did it did transform my life around a very simple kind of coming together of a bunch of guys, twenty sometimes, sometimes three. Sometimes two, sometimes thirty. Like it's just forever changing as as the seasons do. It's outside. It's really you know simple, tool. functional. Yeah, it's, functional it's, yeah. weight. Yeah. And um, I guess I'll let, we'll talk more about that in a bit. But it's just like clearly you've always been into fitness. Have you always looked after yourself and yeah. your and your well being? Yeah. Uh, uh... I grew up. My mother, when we moved back to New Zealand from the Cook Islands, we went from Auckland, um, from Wellington to Auckland to the Bay of Islands, and up there we lived on a we had a farm and you know massive garden grew everything. 
had animals we'd kill and you know clean um, yeah break down and eat fished um know how to you know know how to do all that know how to eat well and have always eaten eaten well yeah um exercise you know in my early 20s i hit the gym i i kind of wanted to put some some weight on i was about 85 kilos and i wanted to put some weight on and then i went for three years or four years i trained really hard and you know got up to about 120 kgs mm. couldn't get any bigger unless i took steroids didn't want to do that and someone turned around a friend of mine at the time uh, kate daja she turned around and said you're a bodybuilder deal what do you think of this and i was like i'm not a bodybuilder i don't want to be seen as a bodybuilder mm. so i kind of stopped picking up weights moved up to whale beach fit, you know swam ran dropped heaps of weight again hmm. but the, the fitness part is uh now it's a necessity it's two it's a two-part prong really it's a for my mind and just for that kind of um it helps me um the group itself makes me accountable but it also the training it, it makes it keeps my mind um sharp if you like mm. and the other thing i had an accident in my early 20s and i um if i don't move i start i start getting really stiff and sore so it's easier just to keep moving and to stay light yeah. You know, the heavier I get, the harder everything hurts, and or well, the more everything hurts, and the harder it gets to, to move. So that's through trial and error over time. Yes and no. We know that. Yeah, innately we know that it's good to eat good food, and we need to sleep and drink water, and yeah, you know, we know that Coca Cola's shit, yeah. and McDonald's is not great for us. But you know, it tastes good, but it's we know that it's not good for us. Yeah. yeah. And you introduced me to coffee making too, which is yeah, ECM. So yeah, the, good. The oh, best. my God. They're the best machines. Yeah, the best machine. Uh, and the best coffee. Um, it's nice to kind of get up in the morning. I get up and meditate, and then I have a coffee. And it's really... Uh, yeah, I get up at 5.15 and turn the coffee machine on and stretch. Yeah. yeah. I bet that annoys the neighbors, that banging of the uh, the coffee. Yeah, yeah. I'd uh, Possibly. I know it wakes them up, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm awake. Everyone should be awake. Yeah. Well, let's talk, let's talk about like your... Uh, what what you did before you became an artist? Like what career did you have? I've worked, you know, before before um, art. I directly before art, I was working in film. So I cut my teeth for for you know for a better term with tools and materials working in film. And you know, I got into that. I bullshitted my way into onto a job, mm -hmm. and then um, became into. I had a I had a um, you know. A hunger and a thirst to learn. So I was I was never been afraid to ask how to do something, and I'll listen. So I'll ask you, how do you do that? And then I'll I'll I'll, I'll watch and I'll listen. And if I make a mistake, I'll I'll go. I made a mistake. You know, can you show me that again? And that's that's how I've learned how to weld, use routers, table saws, everything. You know, molding. But uh, it's so it's uh, through film I got that education for you know for a better word or mm. for a better you know. Keanu walks into a room and says, we need guns, lots of guns. And so yeah. I'm making armatures for guns, mm. doing thousands of repetition, you know, repetitive welds. I feel like you're like a jack of all trades kind of thing. Uh, I can, I you know see, how You better to, turn your hand to anything. I, I know, yeah, I know how to use my hands. I know, you know I, I make stuff. I see beautiful things or furniture or or things and I want, I want something. I go, well, I can't afford that. I'll, I'll make something. So I'll kind of, I'll create something for my space. Um, you know, I've, I've done all sorts of things. I've worked as a doorman. I've worked on fishing boats. I've swept the floor of an abattoir. I've, you know, as a 10-year-old kid, I'd clean people's cars and wash their cars and rummage through the, da you know, the, the, the central console and take five cents and 10 cent pieces. Mm. You know, so as every kid, you know, well, our age anyway. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how did you get then into the art from that? I've always done art. Art for me was a place I'd go to as a kid. I grew up in a pretty, you know, single mom welfare family. It was pretty violent. Um, it wasn't it wasn't that stable. Art for me was somewhere I could go to. I'd draw or I'd make clothes for my big gym or I'd rip apart matchbox cars and put them back together. You know, it was somewhere I could go where I was in control and it was a safe space. Right. So for, you know, art's, art's always been this place for me where I can go to to, you know, it's a, it's a safe place that I know, the, it's a, a place where I know the language, you know, it's my language. Was, as a kid growing up, I stuttered heaps and I couldn't, you know, I felt like I wasn't seen or heard and, you know, for me getting attention was, you know, I'd do something bad, I'd get hit. So that was the attention that I was getting, so I'd kind of lean into that. You know, it was, um, but art has been, been a really safe place. What was your hair like? My a uh, long curly, <laughs> yeah, long. I curly. can't imagine long, you long with... curly blonde, yeah, yeah blonde, blonde um, long curly hair. Well, that that, I, 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 but I kind of feel like there's a gap there between you saying all that and then actually making this, making this. Yeah. Okay, so this, these lineal, um, they're basically lineal three D drawings of space and containing space and con the, you know the containment of space. Mm -hmm. I pro yeah, I worked on films for years all the big, big films in, that came into Sydney. And then Superman came in and after that I was jaded. You know, I was working for t two of the top guys in, uh, at the time who yeah. weren't very nice humans. And, you know, I kind of went, nah, forget this. I don't want to work in film anymore. So I went off and did, started doing this full time. You know, I got a lot of help and a lot of people believed in me at the time and mm -hmm. I didn't really believe in myself that much. You know, it's kind of a... Or maybe I believed in, in I believe in what I do, and I believe that it's you know it's um it's that's that hunger that drive that keeps pushing me to keep doing it. It's, I, I believe it's you know, it's awesome, but it's um you know it's it's more of a hunger of yeah you know, produce produce prove more prove more produce. So what was your first one like? I mean, was was it similar to these or uh, small? Or? No, it was um. There's nothing there that really represents what I did. They were much more, they were regular shapes, let's say a honeycomb, yeah, like a cell. So they were cellular and yeah. multiple cells put together randomly. Right. And then through that, I've been able to kind of extrapolate these longer, elongated shapes. Yeah. Through what? Reduction. Light. light. Light shadow. And you don't want to talk about that. I don't do want to talk about oh. that, but I will talk about that. I yeah, thought through, it was through, genius when I heard. Through, through light, heard. yeah, through light and um, through basically through light, you know. My work's not about facades or faces. It's more about the line, the shadow, or, mm. you know, the light, yeah. But is it true that, like, you make one and then shine a light on it? I can draw that line the shadow of the work onto my workbench and build three-dimensionally up off that. Yeah. I'm really quick at it and I innately know what's going to work and what doesn't work. And have you ever explored other materials and other palettes and stuff or did you stay um, in that lane? I have, you know, there just doesn't seem to be enough time and skill, like the different skills. Like to, I could make any one of these two-dimensionally or f like folded like origami, but that's the language. It's like learning you know, Japanese, yeah. it's, it's a different language. It's kind of, you, have, you have done some of that though, haven't you? I have, they take me a lot longer and I'm, you know, I, I've, I've, um, 
It's not a familiar language. It is still it's still volume and, and space, but it's just not the same. I really love have the, your scribbles too. Yeah, they're awesome. Because they're cool. Yeah, because that that breaks that kind of yeah. I guess more but there are point. This, I mean, the scribbles are d are drawn from the points basically. So I've just followed. Ah. I go from point. I'll come around to another point. Ah, that's cool. Yeah, I call them point to point drawings. Okay, they're quick. Well, they're super quick. That. They're super quick. How did, how did it? How did it take off to be kind of a fully fledged artist that then gets commissioned all the time? Uh, tenacity, hard work. Yeah. Um, well, did Did you do the first piece and like sell it to somebody or get a gallery? I had, or no. What? what happened was at the time um, a mate of mine, Jay Harrison, was going out with a girl called Cressida Kennedy. Um, very clever girl. Yeah, and she saw my work and went, "You need to have a show. I'll get you into um, Orson and Blake." At the time, and they're in their small gallery, and they're store in Surrey Hills. Yeah, it's just David. an internal gallery in, in in a furniture store. Yeah, and I had a show in there, and it, you know, it was. It, I know a lot of people just through all the different jobs that I've had. I've done a lot of events and PR stuff and doors, and so I had I filled that space up really quickly, mm. and then from there I've kind of went from power to power and strength to strength. Although in 2013 I was like sitting at the beach with my girlfriend at the time, going. Far, this is really hard. I'm, you know, what are we going to do? And she's like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, well, let's go to India. I've never been to India in my life. And, you know, we were thinking about going down to um, South East India down there. And then I got a phone call from my mate Damien. Life changed. Mm. But um, Expand on that. Expand on Damien or yeah. my life changing? Well, yeah, that, that opportunity Damien with King. Damien King, yeah. So Damien's the husband of Emma King. Emma's the sister of Simi. Simi, I was introduced to Emma through Simi about via someone, a guy called Todd Hammond at the time, who's no, no longer with us. Um, also a friend of Cressida's. Mm. Um, and uh, I, Emma commissioned a piece for Damien's birthday. And then, so he had that in his home. He works in Melbourne. He does uh, development, property development. Um, he was doing the commercial side of property development at the time. He, I got a phone call from Damien going, hey, Dion, it's Damien. I'm like, Damien? He goes, yeah, Damien <laughs> King. And I'm like, Damien King, hi. He goes, Emma King. I'm like, yeah, hi, hey, Damien, how are you? <laughs> and um, he goes, I'm going to change your life. I'm going to make your day. I'm like, come on, bring it on. <laughs> bring it on, change my, yeah, make it, let's go. Wow. And then, you know, the next time I'm on a private jet flying to flying to Melbourne to meet Lang Walker. And, you know, it was, that was a massive turnaround for me. Yeah. Yeah. And that really... was a large scale. That's the first time you've ever done your work at that scale. Yes. Well, how big is it? 85 meters long. Wow. Yeah. And the circumference of the is yellow. The, yeah, the yellow, the pipe is, you know, 300, 400 in places. Wow. It's a kind of, or diameter or cross. So how did you do that? Did you do like a, a small I'm, I'm, I'm version? I made, yeah, they go, that, I, I got given um, a month to create some some models or some scale some scale pieces. So yeah. I made 40 odd pieces in a week. Wow. And then- uh, Only I you got, could do that. I, yeah, I got a phone call about, you know, day nine going, you know how we said you had a month? Well, you've got a week. What can you do? I went, yeah, no worries. So I got, I picked out a whole, I got them all powder coated actually, picked my five favorite and then jumped on Lang's jet back to Melbourne wow. and uh, presented the five pieces. Lang said, which is your favorite? I went, this one here. And he went, great, meeting's over, we're done. Wow. Okay, you, Dion, you talk to them, you know, they'll, uh, they'll sort it out for you. I'm like, okay. And had you had done them all yellow? Uh, yellow, yeah, yellow and white. 
right. yellow or white. And then they liked yellow, or is that what your favorite was yellow? Yellow was my favorite. I pushed the my favorite. Well, so what kind of react? It's interesting how these things can happen. That changed yeah. your life, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, changed, changed right my life. That. Yeah, and that visibility. I mean, a highly visible yes. uh, artwork in yeah. Melbourne, which is highly artwork centric. Yeah, it is. Um, Melbourne's an incredible city. Yeah, it? amazing it really city. So that that then lead to other opportunities in Melbourne. Uh, I've had a pretty strong foot in Melbourne from the go get really, uh, because of that. You know, people in Melbourne have got homes and you know they've got walls as opposed to in sydney they knock out the walls for put windows in to look yeah. at uh, the, the ocean yeah yeah that's a good point um been pretty good i think i think from melbourne from that one i got because of that i got a another another foot in the door in sydney with you know with toga on, on hall street bondo oh recently well 2013 2014 oh, okay yeah i didn't see that piece you just need to look up mate oh okay <laughs> it's there <laughs> it's big um and you just recently done some um with BMW in yep, uh, Melbourne, yep. Melbourne, you just yep. done some the Kingsway, multiple five, pieces. Multi, yeah, multiple pieces. Yeah, the, a lot of uh, p public work. That's really um, they're the big ticket items. You know, obviously residentials are your bread and butter of of as an artist, as a working artist, they're your bread and butter. That um, that's you know, if you can, you're turning over residential works, well, not turning them over, but creating residential works, it's um, they pay for the studio and they pay for the materials and a lifestyle. And the the public artworks are there's a lot of there's a lot of hoops to jump through, lots of you know I's and T's to cross and dot, but it's that yeah you know, they're amazing. You get yeah. a much a, a much bigger reach. Yeah, it's uh, high high visibility. High visibility. Yeah, BMW is a fantastic opportunity. A great client to work for. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the busiest streets in Melbourne. Yeah, the King's too, Way. It's like yeah. a million eyes a day. That's incredible. incredible. Has the phone stopped not stopped ringing since then? I must have it on silent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting well, lots of pictures. It's only just launched. Um, it was funny though when you talked about. Well, maybe I don't want to issue, um, create that situation where people uh, to make them obviously thief-proof or graffiti-proof. Yeah. Well, you, well, you you don't you, think you, about that, do you? Like, okay, no. How do you I mean, put if, it high if, enough up? If, that if you're can thinking get it? about public artwork and you're thinking about, you know, uh, um, if you're thinking about OH and S, you'd be making like a green soft tennis ball. <laughs> it's about the only thing that's going to comply to everything and everyone. Yeah, yeah. So uh... you have incredible energy, incredible passion. One of the nicest guys I've ever met. You Thank know, you kind of you kind of at odds with what people initially think when they meet you. Yeah, I'm big and bald and scary looking <laughs> with a heavy brow and kind yeah. of shaven head. Yeah, no, you're yeah. the most friendly guy I yeah. know. Um, what do you think that energy creates? Because you have you ha do you have a lot of good things happening. I know, I know things like yeah. anybody can be up and down, but there's, you seem to have this, like, you're like a, you're moving forward at like this huge rate. Turbo speed. Yeah. Yeah. I've only, I've you, got two speeds on, 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 on off. Um, yeah. I, I think, you know, uh, you know, because I have a heavy brow and, and bald head and, you know, I'm quite pensive looking and it could be taken as being, looking quite aggressive. The first thing I'm going to do is smile, stick my hand out and say, hi, I'm Dion. Yeah. You know, which gets me in trouble sometimes because I've said it to the same person maybe 10 times before <laughs> and I don't remember because, but I'm meeting people all the time, you know, yeah. it's kind of, and unless you're, as, as are you, if you're meeting someone, if you meet someone once every three years, you're going to reintroduce yourself. But yeah. that's the, that's my, that's my go-to. Hi, I'm Dion. Yeah. I stick my hand out and smile. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that, do you think that positive energy in life creates positive outcomes or positive? Well, uh, I mean, if you smile at someone, if you smile at someone and say hi, and kind of, you know, especially if you look like I do, it it, it, it disarms them a little bit. 
Well, you don't. You're a handsome chap. You're handsome. Well, no, in fact, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm a big aggressive looking. I can be. It could be taken as aggressive. You seem to miss out in your job descriptions here that you're a modelling career as well. You didn't. No, I didn't. That. No, it was more. I didn't. I, I, I modelled some underwear once. What? Yeah. Well, I, I saw you in a magazine recently. And you oh were, yeah, I, expensive watches, Icon. Yeah. yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was cool. My I mean, friend campaign. Nice clothes and everything. Yeah, you know, high end luxury clothes that I wouldn't wear, but hey. Cool um, boots. Yeah, yeah, really expensive, cool. Expensive watches. So I just kind of think what drives you then, like to uh, do, like you, it's almost like you're living multiple lives at the same time. Yeah. You know, you, know, you, sometimes you see people who are just kind of casually kind of going forward. You're like literally like a Formula One racing car. Yeah. I mean, um, with, with not just one track, you've got like 10 tracks yeah. to go off of. But. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean that's that's cool. I mean that, that you that you do that. Like you don't post on so on social media. You like your stories. You do like thirty posts at one time. On on some on people stories. pace themselves. Yeah, on, on stories. stories. I'm like, yeah, but sit, I'm what time do you get up? I'm sitting down. It's like you know I'm in the workshop grinding, and then I'll sit down because it's I just need a break from the noise, yeah. and I'll go bang bang bang. You know I'll put up five posts. You know posts and stories, and, and Instagram's been an amazing platform. For the arts, yeah, an incredible platform. It's a visual thing. It's very, it's inc it's incredible. No, it really is. The, it has a massive reach. I mean, you you and Troy Donovan are the only uh, the only people I've ever you know the only people I've ever met on an app on a on, yeah. That's true. Ever, I'd, you know, otherwise it's out there. You're meeting people hand to hand in real time. It's um, I think well, you're constantly uh, seeing things like. You know, like you observe something, like a random thing. You know, like yeah, that's called that's called and, inquisitive, isn't it? Well, it's yeah, called, but it's, it's beautiful called, in that yeah. shape, in that kind of story format. Yeah. It's a beautiful window, and people seeing that are inspired. I think should be inspired by that, or yeah, see but that, that diversity of imagery. I think, yeah, I think stories that let's just talk about Instagram for a moment. Yeah, stories are the backstory behind the posts. So if you're rolling through life. You want, and people are interested. They've invested in you as an artist, and they've bought your work. They're they're interested in what you're doing. Yeah. So you know that gives them a kind of a backstory to how you're viewing the world, or how their sculpture evolved, or how what's driving you or motivating you at any given point. You know, it's, there's beautiful things all over the, you know, everywhere all the time visually, and there's mm -hmm. the mundane which are are beautiful as well. You mentioned the day you got two daughters. Um, yeah, Juna and Zaza. Juna and Zaza. So Juna and Zaza. I had Juna in 96. Um, before 96, I was working on paper, just drawing. Very graphic, kind of beautiful, mm. undulating form. You know, drawings all, all about the, you know, essentially the female form or female figure. And then in 96, I, I got off paper and started working three-dimensionally. Yeah. You know, still the same kind of roly-poly uh, figurative works and then from there I kind of started working much more geographically or much more um, not geographically ge um, abstract if you like for a better word you know Juna uh, 96 and then Zaza came along in 2000 and they changed your life dude totally you know they've cost me a fortune that, you know <laughs> that, more, more to the point that what they have given me what they gave me was um um the best things, firstly, the best things I've ever created, or have a part of creating with their mum. Mm -hmm. um, also, they gave me the the, uh, the this. Um, they taught me what love was, which I didn't really know before that. It's unconditional, and it's amazing. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, it's amazing. It's mm. hard work, but it's amazing. Mm. Yeah, before that, I didn't really know.
Mm. And you're still close with them now? Yeah, I talk with them all the time, every other day. You know, June is living in London, working in design. Sars is in Phillip Island, surfing, living wow. the life of a 22-year-old. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And they come and stay with you in Bondi? They come to Bondi, I don't let them stay with me. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to live with my children. Yeah? No. But I love Sen them. Sensible. Yeah, I don't want, you know. Well, they're out of age. I don't, yeah, they're, they're adults. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you get up to when you're off, when you're not working? When I'm not working? Yeah. Or is it work? <clears throat> Maybe it's not work. Uh, I think, you know, if I'm, if the sun's shining and the, it's, um, if it's too hot to go to work, I'll go to the beach and swim. And that's kind of, you know, off is asleep on the sa in the sand at the beach. Mm. That's off. Other, other than that, it's on. It's funny you said, I had a similar situation the other day. I went and got my blood test done. I do it every year. Yep, same. And, and uh, you know, my vitamin B, uh, uh, sorry, vitamin D levels are incredibly high. Yeah, high, and, high and, vitamin and what, D levels. <laughs> <laughs> through the roof. Yeah. yeah. And the doctor didn't put two and two together? No, I'm standing there like brown ass, sparkly blue eyes. And he's like, you've got a very high vitamin D. I'm like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> Um, obviously, vitamin D is really good for one's mood, right? So that's probably it's, it's, it's a but positive I, thing. It's totally but a positive there's thing. There's issue around um, skin cancer. Yeah. Well, get in the shade. Get a brolly. Yeah. Put a hat on. Yeah. Um, let's just talk about art too. Like, what what other artists do you love? Oh, what other artists do I love? Yeah. Because you collect. I collect. I collect art. I collect art books and, and art and records. Cars um, and all kinds. Of yeah, stuff. all sorts of stuff. Teeth, People. skulls, uh, friends. Um, what kind of other other artists? Like right now, um, I couldn't. You know, there's there's the classics. There's Brancusi and Noguchi. There's um, yeah, Richard um, not Richard Blackwell and a, a really dear friend of mine, Peter Lumberg, and a dear friend of mine, Stephen Ormandy, Phil James. You know, Fun Skull, Brooklyn Whelan. I mean, where do you where, where, where do I go? It's kind of like there's there's my life's full of. Um, Kate Bonanzi, Kate Ballas, there's, you know, it's a, there's a ton of really incredibly talented yeah. people out there. Incredible. And, and what's your link with uh, Bondi Icebergs? Because you're in there a hell of a lot. Well, for Morris? Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I've been going there for a while and I just, through the staff, <clears throat> I've got to know, the, um, well, through going there repetitively and then having a couple of friends, you know, a couple of guys in there that who from New Zealand and kind of bonding Maddie. with them, Matty Opai, yeah, um, incredibly smart guy, you know, super cool, super cool dude, you know, through through him and then him asking, "What do you do?" I go, "I work with steel." And I go, "Listen," then I get a phone call, "Can you come and fix this?" I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" Or, or <laughs> Maury's like, "Can you make me a sculpture for this?" I'm like, "Hell yeah, I can do that." You know, it's kind of that's cool. So that's uh, that's my that, that's my connection with the Bergs. It's uh, it's a really amazing place the Bergs it's yeah, incredible it's you it's unique yeah 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 that kind of sums it up you you it's like the hell yeah yeah hell yeah i mean I used, to, I used to have oh, i used yes. to i used to have yeah F i used yeah. to have my on my instagram was fuck yeah it was like fuck yeah i'll do that it wasn't i wasn't it was like yeah excited i'm excited you know it's kind of but nothing's too difficult like the other well, I'll say yes. I'll go, fuck yeah, or hell yeah, I can do that, or I'll do that. But it, then you kind of like work out how to do it after. Yeah, why did I say that? Yeah, well, not even why did I say that. It was just kind of you, the deadline comes and you it's looming and you have to work out how to do it. But it's like kind of thing, you you you, you kind of wanted to come around to my place and you uh, talk about your brand and everything. And you said, I'm going to make you 
some food. I'm going to make you some food. And you turn up with a barbecue. Like you don't just turn up and say. Well, you, didn't, you said your barbecue hadn't been oh, used for a while. I know, so but, I was just well. like, okay, I've got to bring a barbecue. <laughs> I, bring, I need gas. I, I, mean, I need every, I'm going to bring everything. I brought everything. But no, who does that? I do that. <laughs> no, I know, but nobody else would do that. <laughs> yeah, people do that. People, you know, my friends do that. Yeah. Well, do they? Yeah. I feel guilty Like now. Scotty does that. Does but he? You haven't, you haven't invited me over for dinner yet okay, or lunch. All, yeah. right, all right. I've invited well, myself to your place for lunch. Well, no, you have. And it's mm. like, but I, I love that. I love yeah. the fact that you did that. Not only did you just do that, I would just go to Uber or something, Uber Eats or something, but no. you made it. It's no. fresh. It's like I incredible. I don't even have Uber Eats or any of the food apps on my phone. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, oh, you're just so perfect, aren't you? Uh, so, <laughs> kettlebell training. Um, what was the name of the street again? Well, no, no, we're not going to say what the name of the street is. But let's just talk about how that started. We've got a kettlebell sitting here. So the kettlebell, start, the kettlebell started um, COVID. The, 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 during COVID, yeah. So mm. I've been training with bells for quite a, a long time with a guy called Peter Kirk, incredible trainer uh, down at the Icebergs gym, incredible gym. Uh, COVID came and Adam, an, a friend of ours, came over yeah. and Scotty and we were in training in the backyard and my girlfriend at the time who I was living with was like, you guys can't train here. We're, you're not socially distancing. The neighbors are going to complain. We're going to get done. You, know? yeah. you need to go out. And we couldn't train the front the driveway because it was the same thing. So at the end of the street, there's like a big roundabout. It's like a cul-de-sac. Yeah. So we went from me and one other to me and 30. Or I mean, there's 40 of us on the chat now. Yeah. Like you said, there'd be anything from me to someone else or me to 30 guys or 40 guys. Yeah, it's incredible. But it grew through necessity. You know, we had to social distance, so we could. Yeah. It, we didn't need any equipment. It was really basic. It's just the bells. The, it can be as hard as you want it to be. Yeah. You can pick up an eight all the way through to a 40, which is the heaviest we've got. And uh, I remember the first time I went, like I'd turn up there and then like majority of you guys take your tops off before you even get hot. I don't know. I don't know what that's about. Yeah, it's on the fine print at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I clearly wasn't ready for that. I clearly wasn't ready for that moment. Um, a year later, I'm still. I did take my top off. You the had other it off day, the other night. I but saw it, it was it just was... literally as the bell went. I was like, damn! No, I took it off no, just no, before no. the I mean, bell I went. Don't, it's not. I think that the reality of the of what we what what's what's happened and what's been created is that it's a community of men who haven't either either time poor. They've got young families. They they're body conscious. There's a whole a myriad of different reasons why they won't go to a gym and train. Whereas in that space, you're safe. There's no yeah. ego stays at the roundabout, at the bottom of the street, yeah. and we train together. You know, it's not we sledge each other once. That sledging and that kind of the you know, the, the, you know, the camaraderie that comes yeah. after. There's no there's no malice in any of it. It's you know it's a bunch of guys, you know, all all at, at all, all different levels, all, all training, all walks of life. And yeah. just, just kind of, kind of come out of the woodwork. Yeah, or there's a lot of, of guys in the street, which has worked out really well because you know you don't really want the neighbours complaining, and they're not going to complain no. if they're part of the gang. <laughs> you know, it's just like it's perfect. But it's just so, it's just so simple when you when I think about all the things I've done in my past, like all the kind of exercise routines, yeah, gyms and, yeah, and yeah, memberships and stuff, yeah, and you yeah. go, well, actually, all it, you know, all you need is one kettlebell. Well, you need a few. But, okay. Yeah, but, but I mean, need, I, yeah. I actually do, when I'm not training with you guys, I actually do it at home just with one no, I 16 know you've or got, 20. No, I know you've got a 16, a 20, and a yeah. 24, and a 28. But, but it's just, it's it's like, yeah. uh, it's just so simple. It is. And, and, and strength, yeah. strength training yeah. um, is proven to be one of the best things you can do for your general well-being yeah. and life 
longevity. Long, yeah, life quality. Yeah. I mean, it hurts at first, but it kind of gets what, better. Yeah, what doesn't? Yeah. But it, 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 it absolutely changed my life. And, yeah, uh, it's, cha- it's changed my I life. It's, it's, saved, it's it. saved my life. You know, you know, the, the, that's the bottom line. It really has. Yeah, but I mean, you're there twice. It's like it's every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday morning. Yeah. You're there mostly the the morning session at 6 a.m. and then 6 p.m. p.m., yep. Like, so you're the constant. I think yep. the, the whole thing would have fallen apart ages ago if you hadn't been the one that... It must be a bit of a responsibility for you. Uh, yeah, but it's something that I... It's something I really treasure and, and um, respect. Yeah. You know, if someone's going to turn up, I'll be there for them. Yeah. Because it's the hardest part is just turning up. But what what is it in you that makes you feel that? Like that you feel that because you really are helping people. Do you realize that, that that's what you're doing? No, I'm not. I'm doing. You're it making to, it happen. Or, yeah, I'm or? just no. I'm just doing it for um. You know, my therapist would probably say I'm doing it for people pleasing, or I'm doing it for. I don't know. It's kind of. It's it's probably a little bit more. Um, probably there's probably a bit more to it than just turning up. You know, for me. Well, it feels more, um, it feels genuine. Like it feels. Yeah, like it is genuine. It's incredibly genuine. It is genuine. <laughs> I didn't realize there was more to it than that. No, but I mean, yeah. it's, it's in it a is. way, in a world where people tend to kind of keep to themselves these days, to have someone who's actually looking out for it. If you don't come one session, uh, you know, you give us, you, you message someone or the guys, yeah. hey, how are you doing? Are you okay? Just checking in with you. Like that's all very genuine. And, yeah, it uh, is. No one's paying you to do that. No. It's coming no from money. the, from no the money bottom involved. of your heart. Uh, yeah. Uh, which is really, really cool. So in terms of kind of, were you, were you that resilience that is there clearly, um, is that something you just learnt over your, from a small child to, 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 survive, to utilize survive that? Survive or not, right? Yeah. You, you've said, so, you know, uh, resilience, fuck. Um, you know, like I said earlier, I, I, my childhood was really, it was hectic and uh, um, survival was, it's not even an option. You don't really think about surviving. It's more, you know, I think when I was 15, I didn't think I was going to get to 21. At 21, I didn't wow. think I was going to get to turning 56. That was, I'd never, no big picture, no plan. Um, it was more just day to day in the moment, live now. Which is probably it comes through in all of this. It comes through with the kettlebells. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, checking in on you. It's now. It's present. Oh yeah, how's Vinny? What's yeah, happening? Yeah. yeah, it's kind well, of that's um, such a good point. It's it's much more. It's a much more. Of, um, you know, resilience is. Uh, I don't know if resilience is. It's, I've ever really thought about that. It's just. It's more. Um, survival. Mm. Does yeah. that mean that you really value the now? Like the hundred percent. So 100%. good, good food, good people. Now putting your energy yeah, in the right yeah, places. Yeah. yeah. So then, what? What? what we're talking about. Um, do you sleep well? I mean, is, I, try, is I mean, sleep, sleep well and, and eating well and all that. Sleep. Sleep is probably the most elusive out of all of the, yeah, those the things that I need to do. Mm-hmm. I drink lots of water. I eat healthy food. I prepare everything myself. You know, um, I all go out to restaurants. The icebergs. Yeah. But it's um. Plug, plug, plug. Yeah, I don't. I don't get. Um, I don't. There's nothing in my fridge or in my cupboard that I can just eat, apart from cheese. But I think you know, the the, the life, life is a. It's a. It's a gift. It's a. It's a gift. Mm. Yeah, it's, um, Actually, just talk about how, because you're always on, and of course, being always on at such a for, full force as you are, 
that that when you're not, you must really feel it. Um, a lot of people aren't able to kind of get that momentum or that energy around moving forward and and being kind of doing stuff, doing an incredible amount of stuff. You manage to pack it in. Like, how do you? How would you advise people who are stuck? How they might, you know, make that first step forward, you know, to kind of build up that kind it's of start a, momentum. A, yeah, that's a good question. I, I'm driven. I don't suffer from you know depression or anxiety. I'm raging ADHD. Yeah, whatever that was. Yeah, yeah, whatever that big one. <laughs> that long one. All the D's. Yeah, the OCD and all the D's. But yeah, you know, it's um. So depression and anxiety, not so much. Anxiety sometimes, but only around money. But you know, to moving forward and keeping moving. Um, you know, I think. Yeah, you know, it, that's it's not it's not as easy as I, I I could just say oh just get up just do it yeah yeah I could say that but it's not it's hard for well, some did, people you did in the beginning you said it all, is you love making and yeah being in the workshop making stuff making I, I can do that yeah I, if I can't if I'm like you know you know, we, we, you know like creativity I don't think I, I would never pull out of my hat oh, I'm not feeling creative today you know, if I'm not if I'm feeling lazy, I'm just going to call it. I'm not. I'm gonna, otherwise I, I go to the workshop. Yeah. If I'm stuck, I'm in the workshop sweeping the floor. Yeah. Because then I'm still I'm still in that space. I'm still in my world, mm-hmm. and I'm able to you know if the piece that I'm stuck on doesn't come to me. Something else will. Or the floor's very clean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why if I, if I'm not feeling I'm not never going to say I'm feeling uninspired because I'm have you got life's inspiring. In no, I don't have any kettlebells in there. But I work with steel; it's heavy. I've got a a, 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 um, a Vomitron in there. Mm, what's that? Uh, it's the oh, air yeah, bike. Yeah, 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 yeah. Air bike. Where, where do you see your practice in five years' time? Have you thought that far ahead? Ah, uh, no. Uh, yeah, honestly, no. Um, I uh, my practice in five years' time. I'm pretty much doing the same. Pushing, I'd like you know pushing. I'd like to you know have a show every two years. Pushing, being have a much more of an international presence. Yeah, I'd like to be, you know, be have have a broader reach. Yeah, because I mean, in Australia, you're incredibly well known, and uh, I'm possibly within the you know, within people who buy art or in the design. Yeah, or, yeah. But you know, it's not. I mean, incredibly well known in Australia is you know, Uluru, or you know, or the Great Barrier. That's that are incredibly known. It's, yeah, you know, it's not. But anyone listening in, um, you're incredibly well known. Oh, thank Everyone you. I know knows you or knows of you. I'm not a Bondi icon, but you're a you're a branding design icon. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> okay, damn it. Um, <laughs> but we want to we want to help you kind of get your work in 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 the, in Europe and America. It'd be really cool to see yeah, it there because I think awesome. there's a much bigger audience as well. Yeah, huge. Um, have you designed your life? Yeah, good question. Uh, I design everything I live on and live in. I make design and live in. Uh, you know, I consciously think about what I wear and how I'm driving and what I drive. And yeah, I don't know if I've designed my life in the sense of, uh, you know, the pain and the love and all those things, but yeah, you know, the physicality of my life, I've definitely, I'm consciously aware of it. And I, you know, I, uh, I'm, I consciously try to design that. Yes. But the actual life part, you know, where I'm falling apart emotionally or, I'm I'm confused or I'm lost. I don't know so much about that. It seems to me like you're the beach. The oceans are real keeps you, anchor. Yeah, real anchor. The oceans are real and, anchor. And your art. Yeah, the, between those two things, they are my anchors. Yeah, they are my rocks. They are my base. And then you know, then I have my my two daughters. Yeah, my kids who kind of uh, 
Yeah, if if I all the all those boxes are ticked, like love and creativity and work and the you know, the, the ocean, that's all. That's all. All that's, so that's bang. Solid. That's interesting too. Like uh, Eugene, who was on my podcast a yep. while back, Aquabumps. Yeah. I mean, his art is ocean. the ocean. Yeah. But your art is a workshop in Leichhardt. Yeah. So it's, it's not, so far removed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of interesting, that isn't yeah. it? That they are. Yeah. Are they separate as much as we think they are? Like, or are they? Uh, no. Is, is the Bondi your where you retreat, where you kind of the, rejuvenate? The, the, the Bondi, the oceans, where I retreat and rejuvenate. But it's also this magic place, you know. Like, I, I swim every day, and I've jumped in the water with my, my, my mates. And I'm like, I asked someone the other day, "Do you when you dive underwater, are your eyes open or closed?" And they go, "Closed." I'm like, what the fuck? You know, it's closed. <laughs> You'll swim with your eyes closed. It's like, that's Surely like walking. Surely see sharks. Yeah, coming. that's like walking with your eyes closed. I couldn't imagine. But uh-huh. swimming underwater with your eyes open, the light's magical in the way the light comes through the ocean, the water. It's just insane. It's kind of, and that's the same for me in this space. Because really, I'm just playing with light. I'm just kind of that's capturing true. all, true. you know, it's just, so they're not that dissimilar. No. Dion, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you, Vince. Thanks very much. It's an honor and a privilege. Oh, thanks, dude. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Design Your Life with my good mate and incredibly talented artist, Dion Hortzman. Tune to the next episode where I catch up with Dan Hickson and Nick West, the duo behind the critically acclaimed sound and music studio, Smith & Western heavily influencing the world of sonic branding. Thanks for listening to this episode of Design Your Life. If you'd like to find out more about how you can design your life, head to the website at designyourlife.com.au. If you found this episode inspiring, please don't forget to review and subscribe. If you have any ideas or like to get in touch, we would love to hear from you send us an email at hello at frostcollective.com.au.